0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Pass the Tots. I am Mike Craig, one of the founders of Nutrislice. Excited to, to talk and bring you all into a conversation today with Robin Safley, the dire- executive director at Feeding Florida. All of us have been paying attention to the hurricane, Hurricane Ian, that, that hit just a few weeks ago. Just the devastation and some of the things that I've heard. One of the deadliest and biggest hurricanes to hit the coast of Florida. And uh, a unique one as it came, you know, just the location and where it came and, and landed. Uh, we wanted to bring back robin she's been so generous with her time to ask her a few questions how she's doing and and what organizations can do to be good community partners when events like a hurricane or any other disaster strikes uh how to be good how to be good thoughtful community partners so robin thank you so much for joining us again
1: thank you mike for having me here i yeah. really appreciate your attention on this matter
0: well first and foremost how are you doing and the team in florida and, and throughout the state how's How's everyone doing at Feeding feeding Florida?
1: Uh, we're doing really well. I mean, the, you know, definitely it's been, um, you know, a, two weeks, two full weeks, because we were activated along the state, the Division of Emergency Management, um, probably four days out um, when it was evident that the hurricane was going to hit some coastline on Florida, right? So yeah. we start uh, a nine o'clock call every day with my network of 12 member food banks, right, that... Um, cover the entire state and and service all 67 counties. Um, And then that rolls right into a 10 o'clock call with the state um, ESF 6, which is um, emergency service function 6, which handles mass feeding. Um, So then we're coordinating with them. So my my calls in the morning are really assessing um, what we see on the ground, what our inventory of product looks like. We also have a really strong relationship with our division of emergency management So, you know, we're moving inventory all around so that we can be really close to the striking zone. We want some product in the area that's going to be hit just in case we're blocked off from getting there. Um, But we also want to make sure that the majority of the product we have is sitting on the edges and ready to move in. Um, And so, again, we're not the only ones at the table. You've got the Red Cross, Salvation Army, Florida Baptist. Um, And as well, Mike, you may very well know that the schools play a very huge role in a disaster in that Um, the commodities that they hold for the school lunch program are the first to be released um, for hot meal feeding. So, um, And then many of those schools go into sheltering operations. And so we oftentimes with our food banks will also support those sheltering operations with food and water.
0: And what was the experience like, Robin? I mean, those food banks and all the helpers, they're they're individuals with uh, homes and families Mm -hmm. and people. So the, the hurricane comes through and just walk us through, how did they respond? I mean, there had to have been some challenges, but maybe just help us understand at that level, what, what was the experience for all those helping at the food banks?
1: Yeah. So, you know, again, we were talking, you know, that first part of the week, it was coming to the big bend, the Tallahassee area where I'm located and it slowly slid down the state. Um, And so we were all being situationally aware. And I think that most, the eeriest moment is the night before, you know, it's going to hit. Um, you just you you've positioned all your assets the best you can. You've you evacuated if needed. Um, and then you're in a wait and see. Um, and the majority of it hit during the day, but it extended overnight. So it really took us to that next morning um, to really understand what the devastation looked like. And, and of course, everybody has seen the images. It was it was dramatic. So our food bank that is in Fort Myers, which was the central part you know where it came on landfall, Um, They did sustain some minor damage to their roof. We were lucky in that all of their trucks and everything were still um, uh, available and and working. Um, And we were able to isolate where that leak was in the roof. Uh, It did not damage any of their product. um, And the structure was sound. Um, So we've been, you know, temporarily repaired the roof very temporary and are working out of that. So about 45 um, of their employees were actually, um, their homes were damaged or they were blocked um, either by electrical lines or down trees. So they could not exit their homes. Um, so it takes a little bit of time on the other side of that storm to understand you know, what assets you have available, what are our challenges. But again, we're you know, as a group meeting, um, then we started calls every morning at nine and every evening at four just to start the day what our needs were, making sure that we were shared resources. So you know I've got feeding Tampa Bay, which is right there in the Tampa Bay area. They did sustain some damage. and then you got um, All Fates Food Bank, which right in the Sarasota DeSoto Trail. But I don't know y'all were all paying attention when Ian hit, it went really slow, so we had a lot of water. So we had all this flooding in the sort of the central part of the state, um, Orlando, Volusia County, et cetera. So we had this one-two punch um, that was going on that had different, very different um, you know, uh, temperaments, if you will. So, um, But then what we start doing is you know, immediately looking at your capacity, how many of your agency network is, is viable, how many are coming back online, and then how do you supplement um, that network that's out with maybe direct distributions into those neighborhoods to get them that. And of course, um, you know, we're there with MREs and water in the first blush, right? Not the necessary, the food you want, but it's sustainable. Um, and of course there was such a massive, um, you know, technology and and electrical outage. So that was only required. So.
0: And, you know, Robin, as you were kind of going through this, um, and, and I've been through some emergencies and disasters myself, uh, you know, there's there's so much going on. It's it's quite the adrenaline rush. What advice would you give to uh, an an operator, a food operator, with resources at their disposal as they're kind of going through these different stages? I mean, what as you've done it a time or two, what what can you share? What would you you know teach someone who's never experienced this before?
1: You mean from a standpoint of a responder or a standpoint of a um, a, a citizen <laughs> who receives the <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, as you know, as your role as the executive uh, director, where you've got yeah. all these resources and, and you're wanting yeah. to go to the rescue, um, you're trying to be just as wise with everything you're doing yeah. and safety is an issue and, you know, and and timeliness, like what would you share just because yeah. there's so much happening at the time?
1: Well, again, I think, you know, Florida, we're we're unfortunately used to this. Right. We've had experience. And, and so, again, I want to reiterate, we have this close relationship with. Um, With the Division of Emergency Management and are a great asset to them, and they're a great asset to us. And so, as part of the ESF 16 with all of those other partners like um, World Central Kitchen, et cetera, we are on a call every day together talking about what we're seeing on the ground, pockets that need to be addressed, you know, who is the best person to get there. We're really trying to coordinate those assets Um, and all the while paying attention to the diversity of um, food that you're putting into the to the arena, for example, you know, if there's no electricity you, you, and, and people's homes are down, you don't want to give them fresh fruits and vegetables that they can't consume because they don't have any way to cook them. And so it's really paying attention to when people come back online and what their challenges might need. But we also work closely with we call it's our division of emergency our division of our Department of Children and Family, which in other states might be, you know, health and human services, um, etc., they are responsible for Snap um, and Snap, it's called Disaster Snap, and it's a one-time benefit that individuals who, if you will, because of the damage done, are situationally poor. Um, so it gives them a one-time pop of money to restore their product that they may have lost. Now DSNAP, Disaster Snap does not come online until there's enough retail outlets available in the arena. So you, you just have this pacing out of MREs, water, then you go to hot meals, which are, you know, World Central Kitchen, Red Cross, etc. Um, and then we're at the stage now, two weeks out, where we've got most, you know, a lot, still pockets of electricity not in, most of our electricity is back on. We definitely have... Um, the rivers have crested in the central part of the state, but the state of Florida is not absorbing that, you know, so the water's just standing. Um, so we still have flooding occurring. So we're paying attention to that next stage, which will be more of a mix of shelf stable products, um, grocery products that you can pop top or eat without cooking, but it is definitely more viable um, than a, you know, ready to eat meal like a military meal. So um, we were I was just at the Division of Emergency Management today and we were real getting to really talk about that long term feeding. I think, um, you know, it's what will be interesting. It's always interesting on this other side. So the individuals we serve pre-storm, right, so in Blue Sky are are those families that are marginalized and struggle uh, to make ends meet. They they they're they're typically employed, but not at a high enough salary to meet. The demands of the high cost of of living and and childcare, et cetera. So we know that those individuals are are the ones that are least likely to be evacuating, right? Because they don't really have the resources to leave. They don't have, you know, somewhere else to go. Um, And we know that what happens during this time is they will be also the last um, to get stabilized. And so when we look at this putting our system back in place. These are the individuals and, and we'll have new individuals that we have fed during and, and offered other services to. So we're not just dealing with food. We're dealing with adult diapers, you know, um, infant diapers, um, formula, uh, mm-hmm. hygiene kits, right? So toothbrush, etc., cetera, um, to ensure that these families get that. And we know that that's going to be a long tail for us. I mean, it, it, it does not go away. Um, for a long while. So we're we're paying attention to our um, pipeline that we're building out for capacity to make sure we, you know, think that far ahead. So working with one of our big growers, Lippman Brothers um, in Florida, they've loaned um, Harry Chapin Food Bank, um, one of their warehouses um, for the next three or four months um, at free of charge. And, you know, we're just so grateful for those types of partners that we have Um, Of course, we love our ag community in Florida and they keep leaning in and giving. So, um. Well,
0: it sounds like, you know, if I heard that right, that there's just incredible correlation uh, across the different departments and divisions, agencies and groups that are out there. So just the regular communication, it sounds like there's lots of communication that you're getting from the different teams, uh, all the boots on the ground and the needs, the pockets, the areas. And, uh, you know, being able to communicate that with everyone so that it's coordinated and uh, structured and and really, you know, making the most impact. And, wow, it sounds uh, that's incredible. Just the analysis of looking at the long tail and being able to, you know, mobilize for the short term. And then as you kind of build out different types of meals and offerings that you can provide people, but then thinking, hey, we're going to have this type of, a, you know, of a customer. Mm-hmm. And and, you know, these are going to be the needs that aren't going to go away necessarily, you know, in a week or two, three, four. We're going to be here for the long term. So let's start to to think and plan around that. That's fantastic.
1: Well, and I think, Mike, you and I have talked, you know, the schools system play a huge role in this. Right. I mean, they when a a, when a a community goes through a disaster like this, the first thing that can stabilize that community is the schools coming back online. And I am happy to say that Lee County, I believe, is opening up on Monday. Um, I think they're having to bring in a lot of portables to to handle some of the maybe the the damage that was done to the school. But that's being done. Um, And of course, we have that strong partnership that you and I talked about several weeks ago with our food system on our schools in our district um, to make sure that we're opening back up those school pantries so that those families, when they're, Picking up their children can also leave with additional food um, that perhaps the school can't give them through. But the schools, you know, obviously are going to be operating school lunch and, and, um, and breakfast. And, and then in many instances, we offer the after school meals program, um, which can offer um, supper. Um, but the schools also offer that. So we're always partnering with them to make sure um, how can we help them as they serve the families and the children. And, and it's a great relationship.
0: Uh, you know, as we close up, I'd probably just, let's continue with the heartwarming stuff you were telling me a story about one of the, uh, one of the members feeding, feeding Florida that was in HR and kind of stranded during the hurricane.
1: Yeah. I mean, as the sort of the, you know, the, the next day and into the next day, you know, communications were down a lot. I mean, they they were, they, the governor mobilized, you know, a hundred, um, towers so that we could get connectivity. But in the meantime, you know, my CEO, um, Richard LeBeur, who's at Harry Chapin, which is ground zero, um, was calling me. Um, his HR individual was they had gotten word that she was stranded in her house, surrounded by water, sort of on an island. And it was an island that everybody was fully aware of. But we were able to begin routing that up. And this is at 10 o'clock at night, 11 o'clock at night, because it's 24-7, um, up to search and rescue, you know, to make sure that they were aware of that one voice. Um, and we, we do... There's a a thousand of those. I think one of um, immediately because housing becomes a problem, right? Even for first responders who want to get to the area. So we immediately, um, our food bank over in Pensacola actually has an RV that sleeps five. So we had it trailered down there, set it up and come to find out one of uh, several of um, Harry Chapin's employees had lost their home. So they were coming into work and living out of their car. Um, so we were able to put them in that RV. But think about that. They were living out of their car and they showed up to work Certainly. so that they could help distribute food to those in need. And so, you know, we have got, done a great deal in, in our food banks to make sure that when we're looking at the, you know, the community, we're thinking of our own workers as well, because they are a part of that community and they are struggling as well. So, Um, We, you know, Harry Chapin created a needs board um, and people can just ask um, and then we help fulfill those needs collectively as a network.
0: Robin, you talked about uh, collaboration and creativity, just partnerships. What does that look like for Feeding Florida? And and yeah, in your world, what does good, strong creativity and collaboration look like in the midst of uh, a disaster recovery?
1: Well, you know, Mike, and we saw this in COVID, unfortunately, collaboration is almost easier in a crisis, right? People put down their walls, their silos, Um, it forces innovation and creativity. Um, So you you see a lot of that innovation come about. For example, in Hurricane Michael, we started really partnering with the Centers for Independent Living, as well as um, the Area Agencies on Aging. Um, because they know where their clients are who might be homebound and need food. And so instead of us trying to figure out where that was, we partnered with them and then gave them food and then they took it to their client. And so it's how do you take sort of the infrastructure in that community and leverage it off of each other to ensure that you have created this blanket? You know, boys and girls clubs, the YMCA right off the bat, emailed me and said, Robin, here's our facilities in the areas that have not received damage. We would love to partner with you to hold distributions. And so immediately we got that connected. And so I think, you know, just ensuring that everybody is thinking outside of, um, of what their person is or what they do, what their mission is, but to think about the client we're trying to serve and to understand that that client If we're going to give them food, the question becomes, what else can we give them? So the Department of Children and Family started setting up resource centers um, for the clients that they serve. Right. So I they called me and they said, Robin, we're doing this. And I said, well, you want me to arm your resource centers with food so that when that client comes in to get other assistance, they can then walk out with food and they were that would be wonderful. And we started doing that. So it's it's thinking about the client and when that client struggles to make a move to get somewhere, how do we ensure that at that moment they're getting everything possible?
0: Yeah, the so. full, the full thor- force and and how optimistic. I mean, it's a tragedy and a disaster for sure, and one that's going to take time to, to have communities rebuilt and individuals and families kind of put back together. It's an effort, but what a silver lining that in the midst of these types of disasters that the humanity side of, of organizations and individuals come up and, and walls are broken down and partnerships can come through and I wouldn't want anyone in the middle of that more than I would want you, Robin. So thank you. What are some of the links that we need to post in our show notes, Robin? Help us, point us, people that want to make some donations and we'd encourage and invite everyone to be generous. There are some great things with Robin and her yeah. team, other organizations down in Florida, what where where do we go?
1: Well, I mean, obviously, if you want to donate to any of our food banks that are in the affected area and there is, you know, 19 of those counties are at high risk, you can go to feedingflorida.org. Um, the governor and volunteer Florida also have florida um, floridadisaster.org. Um, and we are a partner with them. So they you know, have distributed money to us to support it. Um, but, you know, I encourage people to if they already have an affiliation with Red Cross or, you know, Salvation Army that they they give there. Um, but, you know, we we definitely would appreciate it and it will go to good use. I don't keep anything at feeding for it. it, it all goes down uh, to where the rubber meets the road.
0: Yeah. Robin, I couldn't imagine anyone more primed to be in the role that you have and everything that I've known and experienced together with you. So glad, so grateful for the work you do in Florida. Thank you very much. Uh, keep working hard. Keep us close. We got a network of friends and those that want to help and support Florida as this recovery takes place. Uh, Robin Safley, Executive Director. Thanks, Robin. Appreciate you very thank much. Thank you, Mike.
1: I appreciate it. Appreciate All your right. support.
0: Well, look forward to our next conversation with Passitots podcast. I'm Mike Craig. Until then.